You are listening to Teaching Kindergarten with Della Larson, a podcast that will help you create a joyful kindergarten in a digital world with advice and tips from Della, a teacher with over 34 years of classroom experience and wisdom. It's like having an experienced mentor down the hall. Here's your host, Della Larson. Hi, and welcome to Teaching Kindergarten with Della Larson. Today, we are talking about that all-important first day of kindergarten. This is a huge deal for kids, for families. I'm never really sure who's more nervous for the first day, the kids, the parents, or to be totally honest, the teachers. Even after decades of experience, I always got those stress nightmares as we headed into opening day. I do have a few ideas that may help get you through that all-important first day. My most important item on the first day is to confirm how those little students are getting home. In my last episode, I talked all about creating a first day of school dismissal list. Getting kids on the correct bus at the end of day one is always the focus of my stress dreams. So many changes and dismissal will happen over the first couple of weeks as kids and families switch their after-school plans. So be prepared for changes. And so many kids who are going to typically be bus kids are going to be walkers on that first day. So know before your parents leave how your little students are getting home that first day. That is the most important thing on the first day of school. Then after that, I honestly think the most important thing that we can do as teachers on those first couple of days is to start building routines immediately. Routines are going to become your very best friend. If the bulk of your kids know what to do without having to ask you, then you can help those few little stragglers who are struggling. The less your students have to ask for clarification, the better. Your routine should be so predictable that you're not even needed. A predictable and clear schedule will help any students that have special needs or for those students for whom English is not their first language. Setting up a simple routine right away and adding visuals when you can is the single most important thing that you can do in those first few days. The best teachers have the clearest routines. When you walk into a class and the kids know exactly what to do without asking, it's a joy to watch and it's a joy to teach in a well-run classroom. This isn't magic. Creating routines and teaching those routines over and over and over is what will calm those behaviors and create a sense of community in your classroom. If your behaviors start to popcorn up, you have to start to look back at your routines. Is it clear what my kids are supposed to do? Have I set up a room where they know what to do without asking me? If the answer to that is not clear, then you need to step back and really work on building those routines. The first routine I teach is always go to your cubby. 
and hang up your backpack. Once the kids have their folders and their coats and hats and mittens, this routine will grow in complexity, but it all starts at the cubby. Trust me, lost gloves and lost mittens will not be as big of an issue if you spend time with this simple routine to go to your cubby first. If your kids go to wash their hands first, their coat's going to get wet or they're going to drop their bag and then they're going to forget where their bag is and they took out their folder. Nope. Go to your cubby first, dump everything into your cubby, and then we start with the rest of the day. But that one simple step will honestly make your life easier. Every single day when my kids walk in, I want them to wash their hands. So you really got to spend some serious time on that first day teaching your kids how you want, you want them to wash their hands. I know it sounds simple, go wash your hands, but every class is different. Some classes have sinks in the room, some don't. So you have to really think ahead of time what routine you want to set up that makes sense for your students. The kids start bumping each other in line. They start splashing water all over the place. It becomes a big mess and you find yourself intervening on something that really is so simple. So spend some time setting the expectations for how they line up and how they actually wash their hands. Turn on the water, rinse your hands. One pump of soap, rub, rub, rub. Hang up a poster for hand-washing directions, and over the first couple of days, keep referring them back to that poster. There's actually a lot of steps in washing your hands, from using the soap correctly, to turning off the water, to throwing the paper towels away, and you really need to teach the kids each and every step so that that becomes just part of a simple routine that they do daily. Once they've washed their hands, I have my kids sign in. I always have my kids sign in as they finish washing their hands because it's a really simple way to practice writing their name every single day. I make sure that the sign-in sheet has their name as a model and plenty of space for them to write. Make sure you have lots of pencils close by. I also have a special box just for pencils that need to be sharpened. So the kids know what to do with the broken tip. They put it in the pencil hospital. I know this sounds really simple, but if your students are able to do this task without asking you anything, Mrs. Larson, there's no more pencils. Mrs. Larson, my pencil is broken. Mrs. Larson, I don't know where to sign in. It really does make your life easier. They just go over, they do what needs to be done, and they move along. The next routine I work on is morning work. I always have my kids go to the table for morning work. I, at the beginning of the year, I don't put nameplates on the tables right away because my list always changes, and as soon as I laminate a, a card, I know it's going I also want to eyeball my kids a little bit first and see what combination of students work best. I do, however, label my tables with colors, and I send the kids to colored tables. 
Jaden, you're at the red table. Azara, you're at the orange table. I never, ever set my kids out into the classroom without first giving them a specific place to go. If you don't have a set place for them to go, there is a very high chance that they're going to get lost, and I'm using air quotes here, and they end up in the block area. You can let them know their table color with a seating chart Think of a wedding, or you can place a colored circle on their cubbies. Any way that they can remember their color without having to ask you makes your day smoother. And it's super easy to switch them around from a table. The morning work is going to become more complex as the year goes on, but on that first day, it's always Play-Doh. I make a huge batch of play and I put the Play-Doh into a baggie with some toys at every single seat. I place it on top of a paper plate to create some kind of boundary for the kids, not to mention that's a lot easier to clean up if I just throw the paper plate away. Now, let's talk about cleaning up. I always, always choose a table captain. The captain is in charge of wiping down the tables, pushing in all the chairs, I seriously don't know what it is about chairs not being pushed in, but honestly, it makes my eye twitch when the chairs are all over the place. I don't know what it is, whether it's at home or in the classroom. I, it is my biggest pet peeve when chairs are not pushed in. So my table captain is in charge of pushing in the chairs at their table. Your table captain is also, hopefully, your go-to for finding all the missing glue stick caps, the marker caps, and whatever else may have fallen onto the floor. Can we just talk about glue stick caps for a second? Glue stick caps are the missing socks of a kindergarten class. Honestly, where do all the caps go? One thing I sometimes do, especially at the beginning of the year, is I take control of the glue sticks. I hand out the glue sticks to kids as they need them, but before I give it to them, I take the cap off and I hold on to it. I pop it into my pocket or throw it into a cup, but I hold on to the caps and they just get the glue stick with no cap. Then when they're done, I give each child a cap and watch as they snap that cap back on. And now I know that every single glue stick is going to have a cap at the end. And I know this sounds super OCD, but when you have spent decades and decades of money on glue sticks and you lose half of the caps and all you're left is with dried out glue sticks, you become a little controlling about glue sticks too. I honestly really wish Elmer's would come up with a cap that just pops off but stays attached. Kindergarten teachers everywhere would cheer. No one knows our pain. The fifth grade teachers never quite understand my obsession with glue stick caps, but there's something about them. They hit the floor, they bounce, they roll under bookshelves. It's Every year it amazes me. So I avoid that. I take the cap before I give them the glue stick. So let's talk about sending kids to the rug. When I send my kids to the rug, I make sure that I always create a spot on the rug for every child. Sending kids to the rug with no spot can turn into a mess or at worst, a wrestling match. 
You can avoid this by giving them very specific spots on the rug. Then take a photo so that you can remember where they sit when they forget. You're going to want to put all your most wiggly students right up front next to you. And I also send just a few kids to the rug at once. I'll send the blue table and then the red table. Sending 22 five-year-olds to a rug with no clear place to sit is a recipe for disaster. Send them in small groups and give them a specific spot. And make sure your kids know where the bathroom is and how they access it. For years, I had no bathroom in my room, and the only toilets we had were down in the basement. So for the first few weeks of school, we used to spend about 20 minutes getting all the kids to walk down to the bathroom multiple times a day. It literally, I felt like all I did was go to the bathroom all day long. And even if your kids say they don't have to go, send them in and say, give it a try. What's going to hurt? Give it a try. There's nothing worse than coming back from a 20-minute bathroom trip to have one little one realize, now I have to go. I have had a bathroom in my class, and I've had one down in the basement. And to be totally honest, I have had more accidents when I had one in my class. Kids will wait until the very last second. And if that bathroom is occupied, disaster strikes. So on the first few days, send them to the bathroom. Do not wait for them to ask. And here's a tip. If a five-year-old says he has to go to the bathroom, let him go. Next, we take a tour of the school. This is so easy, and it's something that my kids have always enjoyed. It's also one of my favorite things to do on the first day of school because you want to show off those beautiful little kinders. So what we do is I tell the kids we're going on a treasure hunt. And the day before, I go to the secretary, the lunch lady, the nurse, the principal, whoever else might be around, and I give them a colorful gem. Now, you can literally give them a gem that you get at a craft store, or you can just cut it out out of construction paper. But then you tell your kids we're going on a hunt, and we're going to need to find X amount of gems. Maybe it's five, maybe it's four, whatever. And you tell them, we got to go fill our treasure chest and we have to head out to find it. And I always go to a friend or two who doesn't have a gem just to make finding the gem even more exciting. It's a great way to practice walking in the hall without actually practicing walking in the hall. The best kindergarten teachers are masters at walking backwards, and you're better off going slow and taking the time to teach them about walking in a line right now at the beginning of the year. And it might take 10 minutes to get down the hall, but trust me, if you teach them how to walk in a line early in the year, the rest of the year will be so much better. My kids are always really engaged and interested in finding those gems, so it's a built-in motivator to walk down the hall correctly so we can fill that treasure chest. So let's talk a little bit about activities on the first day of school. Number one, I always have my kids complete a writing prompt. 
There is nothing as amazing as seeing the growth from the first day of school until the last. I have my kids draw a picture of themselves, and then I have them write their name. Simple. I give them whatever crayons they need and the piece of paper and let them have at it. That single piece of paper is so much more evidence of growth than any data point on any chart that you're going to take all year. When you compare that first day to the last day, wow, your heart honestly fills with joy when you see how far they've come. And nothing has more of an impact for parents than when they can literally see the growth from the beginning to the middle to the end. I actually had my kids complete this simple prompt every single month, and I put it together at the end of the year, and it makes a really terrific keepsake for your parents when your kids graduate kindergarten. I've attached my first day drawing to the show notes, and you can just download that and use it, or you can make your own. It's honestly so simple. Just draw a picture of you and write your name. But make sure you prep that worksheet ahead of time because you know, and I know, there is going to be a long line at the copy machine and chances are as soon as it's your turn, it's going to jam. So make sure you make those copies ahead of time. And if you have kids that come in late, you want to keep a couple extras because if you have a child who comes in two or three days later, you want to have their first day as well. I love having that first day writing prompt, but make sure you put it in a nice little folder and file it away somewhere safe because you are going to want to look at that at the end of the year. Here's another thing that I think that you should do on the first day of school. Create something that the kids can take home. The parents are just as nervous and excited as the kids, and you want to make sure you give them something that they can hang on the fridge. I usually do a bus activity. I cut out a yellow template and then I prep some squares and circles for the kids to glue on for windows and wheels. You can have them color with a yellow crayon. You can have them glue on scraps of yellow paper, whatever you want. I usually try to stay away from anything that requires them cutting on the first day. If you want them to cut out the windows or cut out the wheels, you're most likely going to find out you have a couple of kids who still really struggle with cutting. So I usually cut those out and just give them a variety of options for windows and wheels. It really makes it a lot easier on you. And once you know where your kids' skills are, then you can bring in cutting. Here's my thoughts on crowns. I know a lot of people love those first day of kindergarten crowns, but I'm going to be honest with you. You'll be better off if you make a bracelet or a necklace or a tag or a poster or a certificate because those crowns always fit the boys. No issue. But if you have girls with beautiful braids or fancy ponytails, trying to get that crown to fit their head is a nightmare. And to be honest with you, I've never been able to make a crown fit without that darn stapler jamming. Not to mention that it takes forever to try to get it on 22 heads. So the crowns look great, But I'm telling you, turn it into a certificate or something else because, 
Oh, unless you have a lot of help with a stapler, those crowns, oh boy, they're not easy. So here's a tip for you. Labels will become your best friend. I use the Avery brand labels and I use the one that has 60 labels on a page. There are four columns and each column has 20 labels. So there's plenty of space for you to put all your kids' names that will easily peel off and stick onto a piece of paper. I find that most of my kids cannot write their names yet and their stickers help you quickly get a name onto a paper. It also helps for kids who need a model so that they can start practicing writing their names. Let's face it. Little kids are not used to putting their names on everything. So having that label makes it so much easier when it's time to send work home. Make sure you have a variety of books available. So if you find yourself with a few minutes between activities, story time is always a hit. If you need a minute to breathe, Find a great read aloud on YouTube and project it onto the wall. My all-time favorite is Pete the Cat rocking my school shoes. If you do a quick search on YouTube, you'll find it. And the music on that read aloud is totally engaging. And my kids love it and always want to hear it again and again and again. And it gives you a chance to get your head back together and to stop talking for a minute. The other thing I always do on the first day is I always make name cards and I place them in a pocket chart. This is a really great way to stretch out your hellos and your goodbyes, not to mention it's a terrific way to help you memorize your students' names. Let's face it, we have to memorize 22 kids in a day so that we know who everybody is. Actually, you should try to do it before they go out for their first recess. And it also helps our kids learn each other's names, and that begins to build that sense of community. I also use those cards in the pocket chart for helping me get the kids lined up. So if they're all on the rug, you can pull out a few names off the the chart and say, Azara, go line up. Jaden, go line up. Michael, go line up. And it helps you memorize their name. The more you say it and they stand up, the more it will help you so that you know everybody and the kids as well. They'll get to know everybody's name quicker. Here's my biggest tip. Make sure you over plan. Each activity that you think will take five minutes is actually going to take 30. And the ones that you think will take 30 are going to be done in five minutes. So have plenty to choose from and then have some backups. Fill a bunch of tubs with Unifix cubes, Play-Doh, plain paper and crayons, anything that you have handy around the classroom and just put those tubs down on your table and let the kids play. It's a great way to fill if you find that you have 20 minutes before lunch because the activity that you just planned went really quickly. And it gives the kids a little downtime where they have an open-ended activity and they can just breathe themselves. There is nothing quite like the first day of kindergarten. I mean, seriously, there are multiple books written about the very first day of kindergarten. 
It's a big deal. It's okay to feel nervous. I'm telling you, I taught for 35 years. I was nervous before the first day of school for all 35 of them. You have tremendous power. You are about to set the stage for the rest of their school career. You are going to be their first love. Make it your business to help them fall in love with school and learning. The first day and maybe the first couple of days, it's all going to be about building routines, helping the kids feel safe and calm because they can predict what's going to happen next. Then your focus is going to shift and the most important part of your job is building relationships. But start with the routines and you will find that the rest of the year will go a little bit more smoothly. No matter what happens on that first day, you're probably going to go home exhausted. So make sure you have wine chilled in the fridge or at least have dinner prepared because there is no tired like first day of kindergarten tired. Best of luck to you all.